Glancing out the carriage window, Anastasia drank in the sprawling countryside and the lovely familiar roads of Kent, the winding path of oak trees and lush, colourful gardens that led to Medford Manor. More than ten years had passed since she'd last been here, and yet she remembered that final day as if it were yesterday, a foggy, drizzly March morning when she and her parents had left England. It had been the worst day of her life. No, actually it had been a culmination of worst days, beginning a fortnight earlier when her beloved grandfather had died. Then had come the funeral, where she'd wept and wept, and the reading of the will, a formality that did nothing to ease her hollow sense of loss. She and Brianna had huddled together in the back of Mr. Fenshaw's office, alternately crying and comforting each other as the solicitor summarised the provisions their grandfather had made, something about dividing his assets in half and passing ownership of Colby and Sons to their fathers to be shared equally. Those are only things, Anastasia had wanted to scream. None of them can bring grandfather back. But she'd bitten her lip swallowed her grief and said nothing. The next day, the unthinkable had happened. Her father had taken her aside, explained that he, Mama, and she were about to embark on the adventure of a lifetime. They were sailing for the States, opening an American branch of Colby and Sons in the thriving city of Philadelphia, starting a whole new life in a whole new country. Anastasia had understood far more than he'd realized. With grandfather's passing, the Colby family had ceased to exist. The final vestiges of it had died along with him, been dispensed along with his possessions. Uncle George and her father no longer had a reason to strive for the mutual tolerance they'd exerted during their father's lifetime. In fact, they wanted nothing more than to put an ocean between them. Well, to her father that might have meant new beginnings and the thrill of expansion, but to Anastasia it had meant something entirely different, that she'd never see Brianna again. Which was why, on that foggy spring morning, she'd felt as if she were living a nightmare. She was bidding a final farewell to everything she held dear, Grandfather, England, Medford Manor, and Brianna. She and her cousin had exchanged a tearful goodbye on the steps of Medford Manor, a brief one given that Uncle George refused to take Brianna to see them off. Not only didn't he share her anguish, he was also far too busy moving into his new home. He was, after all, the new Viscount Medford, a title he'd craved for years and which passed to him by right since he was older than his twin by twelve minutes. Thus, Brianna and Anastasia had parted, hugging each other fiercely, exchanging their goodbyes amid promises to write every week. They'd kept their word. Throughout the years, weekly letters had sailed back and forth from England to the States, as the girls kept each other apprised of their lives. How different those lives had become, Brianna being groomed for the role of a proper English lady and Anastasia enjoying the slightly less sophisticated but more independent role afforded by life in Philadelphia. She'd never quite felt she belonged. She wasn't an American, for England was still, would always be her home. Yet she wasn't a traditional English noblewoman either.
And while she never stopped yearning for her country, she had to admit she felt a tremendous admiration for the American ideals and those who held them. She'd also seen a thousand opportunities for expansion in the States, a great untapped world of natural resources to cultivate and trade. She'd asked her father dozens of questions, learned as much as she could about Colby and Sons, what an import and export company did, the kinds of goods her father traded, the contacts he made, even the lengths he went to to ensure neutral trade continued during the years America and Britain were at war. Abruptly, eighteen months after the war ended, Anastasia's foundation was snatched away. Her mother died of a fever, leaving her father grief-stricken and in shock. He never recovered.